1: At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions supply. The numbers
0: told the story. They
2: always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil
0: Alexander on VSIN.
3: Good Tuesday morning, to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV, however you're taking us in this morning. We appreciate it. Glad you uh, chose to. Make us part of your morning on a Tuesday. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Kelly, hey Got to go. We got to go. We got tweets yesterday about go getting our boy Matt from uh, Final Countdown yesterday. We'll show some footage from Stormy and Matt yesterday on uh, Final Countdown. The Doing winners their,
4: of Visa and Halloween.
3: Oh, the clear winners of the Visa and Halloween sweepstakes. What did they win for their winnings? What did they What did they get for that? <laughs> no?
4: I think just uh, being paraded around <laughs> Twitter, That's I think, right. is what they win.
3: <laughs> uh, we'll take a look at that. Uh, baseball. So yesterday, the uh, obviously, we went into yesterday thinking, oh, man, this is going to be great. we got a Monday night football game between the Browns and the Bengals, and then we, uh, then we have World Series Game 3. And in the end, uh, World Series Game 3 was rained out, postponed, and I'm not really sure we got much of a football game. Which we'll get into here momentarily. Paul Sporer and Mark Borchard will be here. We knew that though. Here on a numbers game that it was going to get postponed. That's why we pushed all the baseball back till today.
4: That's right. Yeah, playing that purposefully. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Hit all the NFL yesterday. It's all baseball Kelly. Today. It's all Kelly. And total, totally realized far before uh, it was almost game time. Gil. Yep.
3: Sporer and Borchard on game three, game four, game five as well. We'll talk about all the pitching matchups, and we'll also bend there. We'll also get their opinions on before any of the betting numbers are out. What are the clubs heading into next year that they believe are going to be extremely overvalued? Who's going to be extremely undervalued? We'll ask them both that. Pete Futak on college football. What a weekend it was uh, in college football. Well, We've had better ones this year, but uh, there were certainly moments. TCU's amazing cover late. Uh, we'll talk to Pete about that in the uh, first of six college football playoff rankings. The college football rankings, first of six, announced tonight on ESPN. Remember of the six, Kelly, only the sixth matters. Only the last one matters. That's right. On December 4th. But the first is tonight. We'll get Pete Vutec's uh, take on what he thinks the order might be into tonight. Because it could inform what comes forward and who eventually ends up in a 14 playoff. And then JVT on the NBA. We'll also do our NFL power rankings, which Kelly, a historic moment in NFL Power Rankings history on the show today. (laughs) Could I hype it up any more than that?
4: There you go, man. There you go. A
3: historic moment. I believe they say an historic moment. Um, Yes, it is. It's never happened before. What's about to happen on NFL Power Rankings. And we'll also look at, this was inspired by Bill Barnwell's article on how poor the uh, 2021 NFL draft class is in terms of quarterbacks. This was inspired by that. Tearing the quarterbacks, basically, as well. In addition to the NFL Power Rankings, We'll rank the tiers of quarterbacks, and maybe that will give us some insight as to why this league is just so ridiculous uh, in terms of trying to uh, win long term, at least this year, week after week after week. So uh, we'll get some insight on that as well, hopefully through that. Um, some news and notes before we get to last night's game. Well, let's start with last night's game, because I don't know if there's I don't know if there's much to say. Usually, we come in here, we do a extensive recap on a game. In case you missed it yesterday Browns beat the Bengals 32 to 13 this game was 25 to nothing at one point Jamar Chase should we be reconsidering how much a guy like that means to a line mm-hmm. I think so in a wide receiver heavy league but we you know our our assumption first of all Kelly and I both made bets on the Bengals before the chase news came down yeah. and that was news that sort of came out of nowhere this, this past week uh but you know Tyler Boyd T Higgins we're like they're gonna be okay yeah not so much 25 to nothing, and it was really academic. Uh, The Browns just did whatever they wanted against the Bengals. 32 to 13. The Bengals dropped to 4 and 4. The Browns improved to 3 and 5 as Deshaun Watson closer and closer now on the horizon. Um by the way, Bengals have lost 13 straight road primetime games. That's the most in NFL history, in case you're into that kind of thing.
4: <laughs> I just put that on there for fun fact, because I fun had no fact. idea about that until this morning.
3: There's a franchise who enjoys primetime games on the road. Not at all. Um, what's your takeaway here? I mean, are you overreacting to the Bengals? Do you think anything differently of the Browns? What, what are you taking from that?
4: Um, nothing from the Browns. I mean, right, this is the, I, I, I believe... They can put together these kind of performances, you know, both offensively and defensively. We just haven't seen it consistently this year. I thought Jacoby Brissett had a hell of a game, um, and Gil. For as much as we talk about quarterback sneaks, can we just can we go to the one play of second uh, second down, one yard to go, and Brissett's like, "No, I'm still sneaking this. I'm still sneaking it." Let's just go to first down. Love it. I love it. Yeah, he's like he, he's maybe the best in the game at it right now, too, which is my favorite thing. Um I mean 7 for 22 for him two, 2 278 yards and a touchdown. I mean the emergence of Mari Cooper was uh, uh was pretty eye opening I thought and the Dallas Cowboys might be sitting around thinking man I wish we didn't really cast that guy aside. Just don't have him pass the football. Yeah, just don't have him pass the football. No. Um and the Bengals, I mean, I, that was, i mean—it was just a beatdown all around. I want—I want to say the Bengals. I mean, they need to try to establish a running game more. I think that's kind of obvious. But the way they've—you know—if if you remember the beginning of the season, they were having so much problem with pass protection that they moved everything back to the shotgun, and now it just looks like they're not able to run the ball really effectively. So I don't know. I mean, that's something they—they got, they got to figure out here going forward. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Is Jamar Chase, does he matter that much? Cause it surely It sure looked like it did last night.
3: Quick turnaround, but it is in state. So there's not like, it's not like travel was an issue, but the Bengals didn't score till the fourth quarter. They were down 25, nothing to the, uh, until the fourth quarter. And really the final score was just academic, just cosmetic, by the way, not unless you had the, uh, the under at forty four and a half. Yes. Wasn't cosmetic to you. Whew.
4: 20 points scored in the fourth.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's ouch. Not, ouch. Sorry about that. Uh, There you go. Monday Night Football clunker, at least for us uh, here, uh, ending the week.
4: I mean, I love the game. It helped me catch up on some sleep a bit, Gil. I fell fell asleep like mid-fourth quarter on the couch. It was great.
3: Your mind kind of drifted by the third quarter, for sure. Uh, There were some notes, though, in the NFL beyond that. The Ravens acquired Chicago Bears linebacker Roquan Smith yesterday, a team source confirming, completing the deal a day before The NFL trade deadline. Source telling ESPN's Adam Schefter that the Ravens are sending the Bears a second and a fifth round pick next year for Smith, who tops the NFL with 83 tackles this season. This on the heels of the Bears having dealt Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth. So now you're looking at an extra second and fourth, particularly in next year's draft. Basically, the Bears are completely loading up. Remember, they've done this in the past. They were willing to trade Khalil Mack years ago as well. But they're, they've are they got a plan. They've got a rebuild plan. And now they have nine draft picks. Talking about the Bears here. The Bears have nine draft picks to make that happen. They rebuild in 2023, including the additional second and uh, fourth. Actually, two each now, thanks to the Quinn and Smith trade. So, good on the Bears. Uh, if you're a Bears fan or a Bears backer with any overs, you're not liking this for this year's bets. By the way, A.J. Klein thrown into that deal yesterday as well. So, does this mean the Eagles are going for it with Quinn? Absolutely. Does it mean the Ravens are going it are going for it with Roquan Smith? I guess. Though with the Ravens, you're thinking, unless they get a wide receiver, do you really consider them a, a contender to win it all? I don't know if you can.
4: Yeah, I'm not sure. Especially it looks like Bateman's supposed to miss a few weeks here. Um I, I mean, I think this one though, Gill, is something. Is someone? I mean, Roquan Smith. I would assume the Ravens will try to hold on to long term here as well. I mean, this is. I mean, the, one of the big things that has been a story of the, of this Ravens season has been the defense and how we we really haven't seen a Baltimore Ravens defense play this poorly in a while. Um, so I look. I think it's a huge a huge addition for them now. Yes, I, I agree with you. What is the ceiling really for this team uh, without more more offensive weapons? Uh, for Lamar Jackson, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think long-term, I think this is a great pickup for him and for the short-term. So I, I, I think this might matter more a year or two down the road from now. But I mean, Roquan Smith leads the league in tackles right now, one of the best linebackers in the game.
3: And speaking of the Ravens' need for wideouts, which I just mentioned, just sort of tangentially to this, Ravens coach John Harbaugh saying that Rashad Bateman will be out for a few weeks with a foot injury. So... Uh... An already suspect cast of wide receivers gets a little more shaky there with that news. Uh, other news and notes around: We have got a couple bets here as well that we got to get to. Bobby, a Bobby Bonilla type deal ending in basketball. Former Miami Heat standout Chris Bosh will be paid the last of his 120 twice monthly, four hundred thirty-four thousand three hundred ninety-three dollar installments that uh, started being paid to him November of 2017 and are scheduled to end today November 1st of 2022. Bosch last played of course in the 15-16 season. Good on Chris Bosch for having that contract. I don't know if you remember why Chris Bosch had to retire. Yeah. Uh he had a chronic blood clotting issue. And remember I when I ruptured my Achilles the second time, I developed a blood clot. It came into it became a pulmonary embolism, super serious, but at least we could trace the blood clot to the surgery. He just had a chronic issue with it. And if you have a chronic issue with it, you can't afford to be hurt ever because you don't know if that could be a horrifically fatal incident. So good on him for getting paid all these years, and it comes to an end today. And then, now this is just random. It's soccer, but it's just hilarious. Uh, (laughs) That's why I put it in there. The the (laughs) organizers of the World Cup in Qatar are, are paying groups of fans to travel to the tournament, saying they're asking them for positive comments on social media in return. This is like... This is the World Cup. This isn't your friend who just started his podcast, <laughs> right?
4: Exactly. <laughs> like, could you retweet this for me, Gil? <laughs> this is the World Cup.
3: Oh my God!
4: I, I, read, I read a story quick on it this morning, Gil. I threw that in there because it was it was talking about. I, I guess this was uh, first broken. The story broken in the Netherlands because it was a group of fans there that had set this up uh, with Cutter to do this, and. um they agreed to it, and then I guess they went to they went to go talk to the World Cup organizers down there for comment. and They were like, "Oh yeah, that's totally true." Like they've been trying to hide it at all.
3: So bad. Oh, World Cup starts this month. And now we can actually say very Catch the exciting, fever. very exciting. Catch the fever. I have a tennis pick today. Uh, the men are in Paris for the Paris Masters, a one thousand tournament. You know, just below slam level. I'm going with Richard Gasquet at plus 167. That's the number I got it yesterday. I'm looking at it right now, though, Kelly, and the number I'm seeing not quite as good. Let me see if it's still playable. Is this ATP Paris? Ah, uh, it is plus 149. Still playable. Don't get, don't let it get below plus 145 on Richard Gasquet, which is again French for Richard Gasket. Richard Gasquet over Casper And if you're saying, wait a minute, isn't Casper Ruud one of the best players in the game? It is, but his numbers have fallen off a cliff here late in the season. So you do wonder if he's kind of just mailing it in, and Gasquet will be in front of the home crowd.
4: I've heard of both of these guys, so it doesn't fit the Kelly Bidlin model. Oh,
3: okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) There's that. Kelly has a basketball pick on the other side. Paul Sporer on the World Series. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, this is
2: Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs?
0: A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
3: It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. and Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling, Problem. Call 1 800 522 4700. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here, producer number nine, so much more than a producer. Paul Spore standing by to talk World Series with us. Uh, but Kelly, you have a basketball pick tonight. What you got?
4: Yeah, one so far in the association for this evening. Might look at a couple other things later. But uh, Shay Gilgis Alexander played the over 33 and a half on his points and assists tonight. They have the Orlando Magic in town. If you've been keeping up, with the NBA at all, Orlando uh, seriously beat up in the backcourt. Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz both out. Jalen Suggs questionable for this game tonight. He might make it back in there. Uh, but the uh, the other part of this handicap that really comes in is Josh Giddey is going to be out of the lineup for the Thunder tonight. So SGA going to have a lot of most of the point guard distribution responsibilities. That's where I like the assist side of it. And he already does the bulk of the scoring for this team in OKC already. So over 33 and a half points and assists. One prop bet I'm on. It's been mainly uh, player props for me so far in the NBA. Yeah.
3: No relation between Gilgis Alexander and myself. None no, no,
4: no relation. I believe
3: props. You've, you've you've stuck to props pretty much.
4: It is probably it's probably been fifty fifty player props and everything else. Okay, uh, may, probably even a little bit more than that.
3: You anticipate that shifting as time goes yeah, on. Yeah,
4: I do. Okay. I do. Um, and I always bet. I mean, I bet a little less on player props, anyways. It's usually something sides. Size and totals, some I usually just have more success on, so a little bit less on player props, but I think they're a good way to get the season started. I think some of these markets aren't exactly as sharp as they will be a couple months from now.
3: All right, well, World Series Game 3 postponed due to rain yesterday in Philadelphia. That means they'll make it up as part of a uh, doubleheader today, twilight doubleheader. Always check lineups for squirreliness in a double shouldn't they play at the world series that way should not they just do it make it up the next day with the <laughs> letter <laughs> just play. Just seven have, innings have really the lineups for each of the games <laughs> let's bring in paul spore ladies and gentlemen at spore s-p-o-r-e-r on twitter uh also of course at twitch.tv slash spore but really the main gig is fan sleeper in the bus and you have a new gig right paul you need to
6: share Thank with you. us what's the new gig I do. I'm the uh, content director for out of the park baseball's uh, perfect team. It's a card collecting game. Uh, if you play out of the park baseball, of course, you know what that is basically just kind of helping design the content, pick the cards that are going to come out. I'm, I'm really, really excited about it,
3: man. You got treat jobs, man. You got so many jobs. <laughs> Good for you. Congratulations you. to you as well. <clears throat> Thank you. Now game three tonight uh, between the Astros and the Phillies. So we have, We have a pitching, a starting pitching change because of the postponement. It looked like it was going to be Thor, Noah Syndergaard going for the Phillies. He is now pushed back at least the schedule now to game five. So basically what we have is today we have McCullers and Suarez going. Mm -hmm. McCullers for the Astros, Suarez for the Phillies. (laughs) Astros a slight favorite in this, anywhere between like minus 118 to minus 123, somewhere in that pocket. By the way, game four will be uh, Christian Javier against Aaron Nola. Game five will be Verlander against Syndergaard. That's how it lines up right now for the next few games who did this benefit in the end the the postponement is it, did it sort of swing the
6: Phillies way? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when they got the two aces like that and they're so much better than everything that they have to offer, pushing it back a day, definitely helps. Uh, They also run a little bit of a tighter bullpen. And so getting those guys, you know, the top end guys, an extra day there. Definitely, definitely Phillies doesn't mean they're necessarily going to win, but if you're going to give an edge anywhere, you're going to give it to the Phillies on the rain delay.
3: What about the game tonight? Astros light favorites. Would you make a bet here?
6: Yeah, I kind of think, I mean, it's in Philly, so I I understand and all that, but uh, I think McCullers is a good bit better than Suarez, and I actually am somebody who likes Suarez, so this is more pro-McCullers than it is an anti-Suarez take. Um, I I think that number's a little bit light there for Houston, and I like them. You know, they bounced back, and and by the way, I want to give all the credit to Philly in that game one. Who didn't oh. think that that was going to be shutdown time? It's amazing. Uh, you know, Verlander going to dial in and just wipe the floor with them and they bounce back. And that was super, super impressive. So getting one in Houston's all they really needed to do, even losing the second game. I'm sure they, I, I don't want to say they didn't care. Of course you care when you lose, but like go one, one in Houston was the goal. They did it. So yeah, I, I give this team uh, full credit. I know that they're going to be here. They're, they're a live dog, but I'm gonna go Houston tonight. I like McCullers McCullers. His experience too. It's always hard to say how much experience plays a role in the playoffs, but it's. I would be hard pressed to say it means nothing. And somebody like McCullers, who has such a so much experience and so much high end experience. I think the, where that's going to help particularly is probably not being faced by Phillies fans because they're going to be rabid tonight. And some guys can really shut that stuff out. Other guys might be uh, a little impacted by it. I think McCullers definitely leans on the shutting it out type side.
3: Houston's used to this kind of thing in postseason's exactly. past, though, right? They, they've played yep. in Boston. they played in New York. They, they know what yep. this is about.
6: And with the 2017 thing they've been dealing with, you know, with the cheating stuff, they've been dealing with a certain level of it in the regular season for the last few years. So yeah, they're they're not really phased by stuff like that. It's going to be intense. The Phillies fans are going to go crazy, but uh, I don't think Houston's going to be melting because of that. If they lose, they lose because uh, they were beaten, not because the fans are going to
3: get. Yeah. I mean, and I I definitely do think, and I mentioned this before, I definitely do think there is a, this series is the legacy fulcrum for that, right? Which I don't know if I talked to you about before, but I certainly talked uh, last week about with others, which is, you know, again, six, six year span here. Mm-hmm. They've gotten a six championship series. They've gotten a four world series, but they're still trying to get their second title. And the first one is tainted. So this yeah. is, this is, if they win this, people will look back on them. And be like, One of the great teams, what a stretch, one of the great teams, one of the great stretches of any team of all time. If they lose, uh, I don't know. It's kind of not that. It
6: starts big of, to get yeah. a little braves type deal. Braves-y. That's kind of what L.A. is right. dealing with right now, too. Yep. They also, you know, they got the 10 years running. They got a bunch of World Series, but they only have one. And theirs is tainted in a different way. And I don't even want to say tainted because that's not fair. But it's it's got the little asterisk because of the 2020, uh, which I'm not sure is particularly fair because weren't the playoffs – Extended that year compared to regular years. So, right. Um, and, and like, let's not pretend that the Dodgers wouldn't have made the playoffs in a 162. Like, that's silly. But anyway, I agree. Both those teams are kind of dealing with that fate right now where they could get put into the Braves category where it's like, it's great, but it's not all time because you didn't get enough titles.
3: Last two questions on this because I want to get your thoughts about next year's preliminary look. One, did you think Dusty kept Verlander in too long in that game? One is five to nothing. And you could see it just. Right. It was one of those before your eyes, you're like, oh, this is happening. They're coming back. Mm-hmm. Do you think he stuck with them too long? Or do you have to because it's him?
6: Yeah, I, I, I tend to listen. I, I can't get my bias away. Justin Verlander's my favorite pitcher ever, so I'm probably leaning toward Dusty's side there, letting him fight through it and see where he's at. I think you can make. I think it's a 50-50 case. He went in with trusting him, whereas others might have pulled him. I would have gone with trusting Verlander myself.
3: Okay, and then pre-flop, the Astros were about anywhere between like minus 180-ish, minus 185, somewhere in that pocket. They're just a little shorter now with the series one to one in the Phillies having the quote unquote home field advantage i put it in quotes cuz i don't know how much it really means yeah uh in a baseball postseason is there a play there astros really not adjusted that much philly's not adjusted that much is really yeah, the for, main thing the last part
6: for losing a home game you would have thought maybe you could find a little, little juice there with Houston respect to the books for not giving it. Cause they know to me to gobbled it up or at least I think I would have. Uh, so no, I, I think I'm probably just holding tight on whatever I've already got or playing it game to game at this point. I don't see anything with the series that I would necessarily want to jump in on now that I didn't get pre-flop, like you said.
3: Okay. So here's the question heading into next year. We don't have the numbers, right? We don't have season win totals. Uh, I'm not even sure if there's any futures out there. Maybe there are some straight futures. Um, but with your knowledge of what has happened this year going into next year, and I, I, love, I love nothing more, and there's nothing geekier for me than projecting baseball teams forward because there's so much that's, you know, mirage, there's so much skill set that is sort of, you know, cloaked in sequencing, in Pythagorean theorem, and all kinds of things. But what's the, what are the clubber clubs that you think are going to be the most overvalued heading into next year's betting markets? What are going to be the most overvalued,
6: overvalued and undervalued? I mean, I still, I think the Yankees are probably be overvalued because they'll probably make some splashy moves and obviously we'll see what they do, but I don't know that they're going to overhaul. And I, I'm not sure that there are a couple pieces The way. It's easy to say now because they're out, but you can check the tapes on this show. We talked all year. I was never a huge fan of that team as a juggernaut, as like a, holy smokes, the Yankees are on the same level as the Braves. The Astros the Dodgers the Mets even though they were kind of playing in that company all year so of course uh, they're also obviously a major public favorites. so I think the Yankees will be a bit overvalued I'm really curious to see what they put where they put Seattle because I love this team and I think there's so much good going with them and this this inward uh, this upward trajectory that they're on with last year's little uh, flourish uh, and then this year they made the playoffs and then next year I think they take another step forward so I want to kind of see where their numbers at I think a team that could be interesting this one's way off the board but I want to see what they do I think the Cubs could be an interesting undervalued team I don't think that they're completely far off as far as making a few moves now it depends if they open the the purse strings a little bit they've been crying poor there which is hilariously ridiculous that a Cubs ownership would ever cry poor but I think they've got some interesting talent there some really quality pitchers I think Seiya Suzuki is going to have a huge season and one other one with the, unbound, with the schedule going away from the divisional stuff, I think the Arizona Diamondbacks are very interesting as well. We saw the Baby Snakes offense. They have Zach Gallon as an ace. They have some other young pitchers coming up. I think the Diamondbacks could be an interesting, undervalued team next year.
3: Yeah, the, the most undervalued based on high fag and also base runs, the Texas Rangers. In other words, I can
6: can get behind that.
3: They underperformed the most this past year. Now, Bruce Bochy's their manager. By the way, you know who the most underperforming two and three were? Pythagorean theorem? Yankees and Dodgers. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Paul, love you. Thank you so much again, man.
0: A numbers game on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Get everything VCN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get VCN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our pro picks, daily recap of the top plays made by VCN show hosts and guests, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, pro tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, deep dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit VCN.com slash subscribe. Get your $99 midseason special today. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here. Um, can I just, before we go into NFL power rankings, which, by the way, again, are historic. Just want to put that out there. Uh, we'll do quarterback. Still can't
4: believe you put the Falcons one man. It's
3: pausing. <laughs> yes, sir. Don't give it away, man. Um, I just want to shout out Paul Sporer, because this is, you know, the World Series at, at latest will end on Sunday. And Paul Sporer... Each and every week comes on the show. He has done so for more than a decade in terms of podcast in this show, whether it was betting dork, whether it was beating the book, whether it was a numbers game, and he does so every week with a smile, never trouble, never hard to get, just enthusiastic as ever. He has never changed. I just want to give him a shout-out because we probably won't talk to him again here till later in the off season. So just I wish I had, had said this to him when he was on air. I was just texting with him just now, but I want to give him his proper – No, no, I'm just saying, like, it it is... Paul's awesome. We have so many guests, right? And, you know, a little behind the curtain. Some are are super awesome. Some are a little harder to get than others. Some are a little prima donna-ish. No names. Not so much on this show, right? But, like, some of our... not Not our regulars. None of our regulars are that way. But like some of the tangential ones sometimes, so we just I just want to shout
4: him yeah, out. Yeah, Paul is super easy, laid back, yeah. good guy. Uh, yes, yeah. and, and w- one of the guys I would be really, really glad to grab a beer with sometime. When
3: and he gets even out if he wakes up 15 seconds before the hit, he is ready to go. <laughs> He's ready to go, he go is man. Ready to go. He
4: might even be listening to a baseball game in one ear. We don't know. <laughs> His girlfriend's all
3: over that. I know you're listening to the game. My goodness. NFL Power Rankings, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it.
4: Plug it in.
3: I tried to do the intro now as quickly as possible just to mess them up downstairs.
4: <laughs> just to like, catch oh, Off Guard. Oh, yeah. we gotta go to that.
3: You <laughs> gotta do it. Ladies and gentlemen, why a lot is, of blue. Why is this historic? Because I didn't change a thing from last week to this week that has never happened ever. Let me justify. The Bills remain number one because they're the Bills, and they're awesome, crushing the Packers. The Chiefs were idle. And the Eagles... Well, they win again, but they beat a Pittsburgh team that, you know, I don't know if you, you jump them up any further. So Bill's Chiefs-Eagles remain one, two, three. I don't think most people would would get upset about not changing that. Maybe you have them in a different order, but you're not going to get upset with me for not changing my order. The Cowboys remain four. They crush the Bears. Again, not a good opponent, but yet the Cowboys still have, I think, the most feared unit of any perhaps in football in that defense. So they are number four. The Niners remain five. I can't prop
4: them up because they beat the Rams. The Rams stink. Yeah. I That was a team that I I kind of went back. I I spent the most time trying to figure out how much I needed to move up or remain the same, the 49ers.
3: I, I think I had my four through seven perfectly, perfectly aligned last week. And, by the way, the Niners do get Christian McCaffrey, which is obviously, at least on uh, short-term returns here, a boon. And can't wait to see McCaffrey and Debo on the field at the same time for the Niners, so they remain number five. Now the Ravens beat the Bucs on Thursday, but you know how I feel about the Bucks. I think they stink too, yep. so I'm not going to pr- I'm not going to push the Ravens up any further. But they get the win; they're six. Now the Bengals lose yesterday, and they lose badly without Jamar Chase on the quick turnaround. Do I do I knock them down? And the answer was I'm not going to do it on one game where they had their key wide receiver out on the short turnaround. I get it. It was still in state. So maybe the first controversial one is that I'm keeping the Bengals seven. But with all of these, you have to ask yourself, who would you replace them with? Right. The dolphins remain eight. They beat the lions. The lions stink. The Vikings remain nine. They beat the Cardinals, but gave the Cardinals every chance in the world to win that game. Still the Vikings all you know what are they 5 and 0 oh in one score games this year so the plinko chip is just going their way but i'm not i'm not making them higher based on their performance this past week can't drop them and then the seahawks who i had entering the top 10 last week they beat the giants i am lower on the giants than most so i didn't actually prop the seahawks up any higher my question would be who what other teams are you putting in your top 10 besides those the Chargers, like they're my eleven. Like I don't think you can. <laughs> to, and I'm to, looking at yours now, and I feel very corroborated.
4: Yeah, to me, to me, the uh, the tenth team is where it gets a little tough. I, I think it's yeah. it's been interesting because you and I have been talking about this for the past few weeks of like what are your tiers, right, right, right? And, and there's been a to me, there's a clear second tier that's now formed, and we kind of have this. We have the same teams, I believe, four four through nine, just in different orders, mm-hmm. right? And that's really. So, if we we go to my Bills 1, Eagles 2, Chiefs 3, remain the same, been that way for me for a while now. And then it's, okay, there's a couple little mistakes here on this graphic. The Bengals Bengals I had at 4, so I did drop them to 8, but I don't think I'm overly punishing them, Gil, because for me, those teams, 4 through 9, are so close together that, okay, yeah, if you have a bad L like that, I'm going to move you back. It doesn't mean I think you're a horrible team or anything, but... Yeah, I think it was a little bit a of shot of reality last week. We, you know, I, I mean, last night we had Jamar Chase not out of that game. Uh, you had me. I know there was other people around here too thinking the Bengals. Hey, really, they might be this four or five team really in the NFL right now could have a shot. So I have those teams, you know, kind of graded so closely together. I was fine moving them back to like that eight spot. Uh, Cowboys up back up to four. They had been four uh, there for me before. Ravens. Up to five, really just this is Bengals coming down, so everybody moves up a spot. It's not really moving them up, though. It's really moving the Bengals down, right? Vikings go up a spot to me for six. Uh, 49ers to seven, and then Bengals eight, Dolphins nine. They're up from ten. Seahawks at, into the top ten uh, for the first time for me. I, if you remember last week, I had I put the Giants right there, Giants ten, ten, and it was like, oh, I'll figure it out. Whoever wins this game this weekend. There you go.
3: So, he- Bruh, can I call you Bruh? Yeah, Bruh. We got the same ten teams, just Damn. in different, just in a little bit of a different order. But this is the point. the The takeaway from all of this is: this is the NFL in twenty twenty two. There are so many teams that are mediocre at best, and I'm being kind. Dreck, absolute garbage at worst. And I don't think I'm being rough on some of these teams. It is virtually impossible to justify any other teams getting into the top ten. And I don't remember a year like this. I don't think it's a prisoner of the moment thing. I don't remember a year like this where from one certainly from one week to another, one through ten have never been the same. This was that week. This should was ask, that week for me.
4: Should ask Chris this yesterday. We asked him to set a line on what you know what a Eagles versus Bills or Chiefs matchup would be. Um I would love to know, and someone's probably got this posted out there, a big three versus the field to win the Super Bowl. Like, at what price, what price would you play that at? Eagles, Bills, or Chiefs to win the Super Bowl? Boy, the only
3: team I'd be worried about, really, are the Niners. Like, that's the only team that would even
4: threaten that in the least bit to me. And by the way, the Niners are my fifth, not my fourth right now. I mean, and they'd be, I I mean, that would be, that prop would have to be minus money, I would think. But... I don't, like, I would probably lay, like, minus 160, 170 I
3: would, easily. I would. The fact Actually, that it's we... probably it's probably... It would probably. Be, but think about that. The fact that we would lay minus money on that says everything.
4: It says everything.
3: It's a great call. Well, Now, here's the other th- way to th- look. Those odds
4: might even be worse than that. It might be minus $2 or more. That wouldn't shock me.
3: Here's That's a great question. Someone should post that. Here, here's the other way to look at this, and let's do it with the quarterbacks. Can we start with the elite guys? Can we do it with the reverse order that we have it on the side screen? This is the other way of showing, like, how... League-wide, there are so few great players. All right, so elite quarterbacks, here it is. I count five. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm putting Jalen Hurts in elite because if you've watched them play this year, I get it. It's basically RPO, but he's been elite. Those Those are the five elite quarterbacks, five in the National Football League. Now we can quibble with these, but I'm making the general point. Here's my next tier, and I and this tier is the uh, let's call it the let's call it the below elite, but good on good quarterback, good quarterback play on good teams. Tua, Lamar, Kirk Cousins, and Geno. That's sort of the next tier where you can't really call them elite, but they're certainly good quarterbacks on good teams thus far. Now, here's a quarterback, which is sort of a here's a category which is sort of a catch-all, which is guys who are going to the Hall of Fame or have played in Super Bowls, but you're like, they're probably still good uh, in three of the four cases in Rodgers, Brady, and Stafford, but they're certainly not going to affect change on their, on their teams at this point. And then there's Garoppolo, who could be the worst link on his offense. Quarterbacks who are Hall of Famers or past Super Bowl quarterbacks, they're their own tier sort of in the middle because they can go either way. Here's the fourth tier. This is, again, just according to me, you can, you know, quibble. We're all going to have our own. Serviceable. From Kyler Murray to Heineke to Brissett. maybe I'm being kind with Brissett. Tannehill, Daniel Jones, Prescott, maybe I'm being mean to Prescott there, but certainly post-injury, we haven't seen, you know, anything special. Mariota, Dalton, Goff, all these guys are just kind of serviceable at times. They sometimes suck. Sometimes they show flashes. And then there's the – this was inspired by the Bill Barnwell article, as I mentioned earlier – this is this is the group of subpar. All these guys from 2021: Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh, Mac Jones, who has not played well this year. Sorry, he just hasn't. Fields, Mills, Ellinger—one game sample size, so we just threw him in here. But Pickett and Walker, PJ Walker. Yes, Russell Wilson's at the bottom, and I put Derek Carr at the bottom. The point of all this is there are so few good. There are so few great quarterbacks in this league. We'll talk about that a little after the break. We'll also talk about. Uh, Some other stuff as well, including Matt Brown's Halloween costume next.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
3: Baseball fans can make every World Series at-bat mean more than ever with BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of MLB. Download the BetMGM app today and add a a new level rather, of excitement to the on-field action. When you sign up, you'll enjoy instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, boosted odds, specials, and the best daily promotions in the business. With the trust of MGM Resorts, the BetMGM app is the perfect way to experience the excitement of wagering on the World Series. Download the app and take the king of sportsbooks with you wherever you go. Step up to the plate, sign up today, and find out why nothing beats a win with BetMGM. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, it's your pro tip of the hour, and really, we say this uh, just as a service here: that there are very few elite quarterbacks in the NFL right now that you can really trust your money with. Please tread lightly on these as well. I know we all love the NFL; we all love talking about it. But good lord, we're in one of these we're in a, one of these historical pockets where all of these great elite quarterbacks who were aging that we could still rely on the Rodgers and the Bradys and the Wilsons. Um, in, in varying ways, you can't rely on them anymore. Sometimes it's the team. Sometimes it's them themselves. And the new group of quarterbacks just hasn't come up. So we And we've always had this kind of soft middle. So it's just the way it is now. It's your recent Pro Tip of the Hour. We'll go back to these just uh, here in uh, one moment. But that's your recent Pro Tip of the Hour. We do 20, at least 20 every day, one on every hour of every show. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only. At visa.com where you could sort them by sport and by show. You were saying off air to me about those things. So we were just doing NFL teams power rankings. You can do them one, two, three, four, five on down the one, on down the line. With quarterbacks, you notice they did five tiers, and the one in the middle, for you to for you to even do this with any kind of construct or context is you have to have that catch-all middle category where you throw in the Hall of Famers that aren't getting it done anymore. Right,
4: the Brady's, the Rodgers. There's one that you even had Russell Wilson on the last one. Russell Wilson, I guess, belongs on that page, Russell but he's Wilson terrible. At the, at the bottom. Right, he's at the bottom. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we were, yeah, we were, Amal and I were talking about this a little bit yesterday, where it's just, you can't, like, we'd end up in a fist fight if yes. you tr- anybody tried to rank these quarterbacks, like, one through 32 in the league right now. Because where do you put guys like Brady and Rodgers and all these guys? It's
3: You just chuck them in a middle catch all. It's the only way you can make sense of way. it.
4: It's the only way. It's the only way. Because do I completely think that they can't do anything this season? No. 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 They but can, what have they shown us so far?
3: Well, it's, it's their team, too, right? It's like the fact yes. that they. That's why I said they can't affect change on their team. On their currently constituted teams. And Stafford either. Because Stafford's probably really good too if he has the right team around him, and now he just doesn't. Um
4: I mean, I I'd almost I'd hate to say it, but it's like I mean, Russ, Russ is in a whole different category. He's in a
3: whole different category. But
4: like Brady is like the next closest to him, in my opinion. Maybe so. I'm
3: just saying, like that it just shows you how how slim the pickings are at quarterback. And yes, like Jalen Hurts is one of the five best at this point. By the way, this doesn't include Deshaun Watson, obviously not here by suspension. This doesn't include Trey Lance, obviously not here by injury.
4: Because I I mean I I feel like I've never defended Jimmy Garoppolo once in my life. But like the difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and all those guys is he's on a far it what looks like right now, by the eye test, to be a much better team. Yes, than the rest of these that's games. why.
3: that's why Hall of Famer or past Super Bowl quarterbacks. Remember, he played in a Super Bowl. Yeah. And that's why I say with Rogers, Brady and Stafford just can't affect change on their team. But with Garoppolo, he might be the link on a uh, the weak link on a really good offense. So they're just all in the middle because you don't you, like you said, you'll get in fist fights you arguing wish. about these four guys. You really will. So they're just put them in the middle and then just spread it, spread it out after that, both to the good and the bad. Uh, before we get to uh, a very special segment here on the show, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Halloween. This just in on a numbers game was yesterday, and uh, we we didn't do anything here on this show, Kelly. We We're, we weren't really in the Halloween spirit. I guess we never occurred to me to put on anything, but others do. And uh, the last segment of a uh, final countdown, which airs here on Visa Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, is this a video or a snapshot? Is this is a video. Oh, this is a video. All right, this is a video. Uh, Stormy Bonatoni and uh, our friend Matt Brown from Primetime Action uh, Fame. Uh, they did a little something, and it
4: looked a little like this.
6: Football, obviously. Obviously.
4: (laughs) I don't even know. I forgot to do, like, an accent. I I forgot I needed an accent for this.
1: For anyone just joining us, uh, or if you're watching (laughs) us on the television side, you'll notice there's been a change of apparel here.
4: uh, I'm uh, uh, Tom
1: Brady. Welcome to the show, everybody. And uh, Giselle, this, this... how right. I is mean,
4: Wig matches his actual hair. I don't even know this? how he's talking yeah, yeah, you know to you. Know to you okay, this so here's the deal.
3: So for those who, are, who home, can't I mean see I mean, this and are just listening to us, Stormy has dressed up as anyways. Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers it's uniform with wig. And more notably, Matt Brown has dressed up as Gisele Bunchen Is that how you say it? Yeah, sure. Sure. And I think you have correctly isolated why they chose to do this, which was it gave Matt an opportunity. It's the old Matthew McConaughey joke. And Matt Damon used to say, this, this sounds like a real good opportunity to uh, not have my shirt on. Well, I wrote yeah. this
4: theory by about four yeah. people. Yeah. trouble with the hair. He I haven't got anybody that's disagreed with me.
3: An what? opportunity for Matt Brown to show his guns. I
4: I yeah. This whole thing I was gonna, I it was, it was so. Matt, Matt, uh, Matt threw on that top or whatever he's got on at home, looked yeah. in the mirror, and he was like, well, my arms look pretty good, so I'll roll with this. <laughs> good on them
3: <laughs> for having them. the gumption, for having the moxie, the chutzpah to do all that, though. That's right. Especially on Matt's part. Check them out. 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday. Final countdown. I'm told they will wear their normal outfits today.
4: I would assume. I would
3: assume. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time by popular demand. College football guesting lines with Kelly. Let's go. And pull up the notes. <laughs> Gotta pull up codes. Come on, you now, here's for ways. I'm made every one of these
2: yeah, the same line
4: this week.
3: <laughs> Did you? Okay. For those of you, for those of you just tuning in for the first time, you're like, wait a minute, what? We just went through two hours of guessing lines on the NFL yesterday. What's this college football thing? Well, Kelly Bidlin knows his sports, right? He knows his basketball. He knows his golf. I'd put him up against oh almost anybody of those two sports. Man, does he know those two sports? Uh he knows other sports as well, obviously, pro football. So many more. College football, yeah, not so much. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. And the thing is is we're, we're very honest about what we don't know here on the show. And uh, let's put it this way it was inspired by a, a UW Stanford game in which uh, Dr. Bob wanted to talk about it right before the segment. Kelly was like, Wait, what game does he want to talk about? Because he needed it for graphic purposes. And uh, I said, It's uh, Washington and Stanford. Oh, what's the number? And I said, 14. And then there was this silence, and Kelly goes, Plus or minus. <laughs> um, so, so this is I college, college football casting lines with the great Kelly Bidler. You ready? Yeah, let's go, man. Throw them at me. By the way, you're doing great in terms of recognizing value on this, aren't you?
4: I don't know. I stopped keeping track after like week two. All right. Maybe not <laughs>
3: Oregon state at Washington. Speaking of, uh, you dub, what do you got here? Uh, pac 12.
4: I guess I got to move pretty quickly through this, uh, through these. I don't think Sean Mannion or Brandon cooks are on Oregon state anymore. That's about the last time I followed this team closely. Uh, I'm making this Washington two-and-a-half. Washington six-and-two on the season, four-and-four four ATS. Uh, you got Oregon State six-and-two on the season. Uh, let's see. They lost the only two good teams they played this year, USC-Utah, making Washington at home. These teams look about the same to me, Gil. So I'm going to give Washington the home field advantage just two-and-a-half points. It's four-and-a-half, but close. Okay, that's not nice bad. Nice job. By the way, who, bad. Did you, who did
3: you say is no longer playing for Oregon State? Sean Mannion and Brandon Cooks. I thought you would go Steven Jackson. No. Mm, yeah. Alabama at LSU. The big one. The big one not at LSU. LSU a, I, guess. Exactly. I had no idea this game was... It's not exactly huge. the big one this week. The yeah. LSU's <laughs> only
4: got two losses. That's what my research shows.
3: Georgia's playing Tennessee, though. so Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay,
4: I know. But it's <laughs> still, still, still a big, okay. big game, right? Okay. LSU could still theoretically get in a uh, SEC championship game. Never know. Game of the year for them, though. Uh, let's see. They are... Both teams 5-3 and three ATS. Bama with a 26-and-a-half point margin of victory. I'm making it Bama 10. I know I'm screwing up the guys downstairs because I'm supposed to say the line first. Bama 10 at LSU. Got to take into account heading into LSU. That's a big-time spot for them. Bama, and, Bama 13, not bad. Okay, not bad. All right, next.
3: Let's go to the next one. This is
4: where it gets difficult. This, this is, is where this is where I can see you and Wyatt laughing buried. putting these together.
3: UT San Antonio uh, against UAB. By the way, all credit to Wyatt Tomchek. I had nothing to do with these this week.
4: UTSA laying 10 at UAB. UTSA plays in the Dome. Gil, more teams to play in a Dome in college football and in all sports. Who wants to sit outside? Outside's terrible. UTSA, I'm pretty sure, was pretty hyped heading in this year. 6-2 <laughs> and two on the season with losses. <laughs> the only good teams they played so far. UAB lost to FAU last week, Gil. I covered FAU. FAU for like eight years. That team and program is terrible, especially with no Lane Kiffin. UTSA minus 10 on the road.
3: Well, it's actually one and a half. So. Oh,
4: man, a lot of value on the road runners. <laughs> a lot of value. A lot of value on the road runners. By the
3: way, are on the road. Not sure what you're thinking about there being in a dome I had to do with that.
4: that way, I just wanted to talk about domes. Okay. Clemson and Notre Dame. Clemson trying to stay undefeated. Clemson laying 10 at Notre Dame. Um, I've got Notre Dame looks to be getting better written down. Uh, Nice win over Syracuse last week. Clemson winning tight games lately. Coming off a bye. What's going on with the quarterbacks? We don't know, but I like Clemson. Laying 10 on the road at Notre Dame.
3: Not quite that much. Four and a half on Clemson. Oh, Clemson value. (laughs) Okay, and finally, finally, the fifth of five for College Football Guessing Lines, Hawaii and Fresno State.
4: Fresno State laying 20, the Mountain West game of the week for me because you guys love to give me one every time. Hawaii stinks. Fresno State three wins in a row, laying 20 against Hawaii.
3: Hmm.
4: 24 and a half, not terrible.
3: It's not terrible either. Not terrible. So UTSA is where the real value is, huh? That's the big one. That and Clemson. UTSA and Clemson. (laughs) That's the takeaway from this segment. Uh, Mark Borger will join us. He'll talk World Series Game 3 and beyond. His thoughts on clubs that will be overvalued and undervalued in betting markets heading into next season. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Zumo. Zumo Play.